Hey everyone, this is Florence Brummer. Welcome to a new episode of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast for attorneys and business owners and anyone who's looking for tips on time management and wellness. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I've been a lawyer since 1999, and throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. Thank you for joining me on my journey. I have so much to talk about since the last time I talked to you. I recorded the morning of, I think, July 9th, and since then, so much has happened to me. As I record this, it's August 6th, so about three weeks. Um, The big news is, so I got a little bit of big news, and the big news is, um, number one, my third grandson was born. He was born on July 23rd. His name is Sonny James. He was born at 9 pounds, 11 ounces, which was exactly what I weighed when I was born, and he's perfect. He has long, dark hair, which I think will fall out like his brothers did and then come back blonde. I think he'll be a blondie like his brother. He's a really good baby. He's very big. He's very hungry. He's funny. He's a kind of a drama queen and we just love him so much and my daughter is staying with me so I'm spending lots of time with him so I have that um also I wanted to give everybody an update on my brother which is good news um last time there was a lot of discussions regarding um you know his health and things were were bad, but getting a little better, like we had a lot of hope and a lot of um, uh, just hope regarding his treatment. Well, here's what we know now. He looks great. He is in radiation. They did one side of his head. They're going to the other. He's starting chemo this week. He'll have chemo once every three weeks. And he just looks and sounds so much better. One of his friends, or our friends, it's a a long, long, long time friend, came from Illinois and surprised him with a visit. We all knew about it for a couple of weeks. And I'm the worst about keeping a secret about happy news. So it was really hard for me. I'm the best about keeping secrets for my job, which is what I have to do since I'm a lawyer. Um, But when I have something happy to share, I really want to share it. So I just had to be really good about not discussing it. So um, our friend came out. Uh, We all spent a day at my house. Uh, There was swimming. Um, I ordered sandwiches. I made a pasta salad. I put out other dishes, put out some appetizers. It was just fun. And on my brother's health condition, last time I talked to you, I believe he was still mostly using his walker. I don't think he really uses it at all anymore. Yesterday I went and saw him. He bounded down the stairs to um, get the dogs 
out of the living room for when myself and my grandson Gray visited. And uh, he probably shouldn't be moving that quick, but he had the ability to. He um, is, he sounds good. Um, we've been doing a ton of reminiscing, which I know maybe can sound a little bit morbid, morbid, but it hasn't been. It's been like lovely reminiscing. When I tell these stories to my kids, I really think they think I'm like 100 years old because things are really so different. You know, we didn't have computers. We didn't have cell phones. I think I got my first cell phone in 1999 and it was strictly for emergencies because it costs so much to use the minutes on your cell phone. And, um, you know, we lived in a house that was surrounded by cornfields. If we wanted to watch cartoons, we had to get up early on Saturday morning to do it. For first and second grade, I went to school in a two-room schoolhouse. If you look up old-fashioned schoolhouse, that's how my school looked. It was in the middle of a field, and we could, we were allowed to run the whole field. It was this huge grassy area that backed up to cornfields. And when I was little, we could run the whole area. As I got older and was out of that school, they fenced in the playground area. But when I was little, you could do like whatever you wanted. When it was cold, we had our gym class in this really small basement. It just was really funny, you know. We had, um, I don't even know what they were called, but when the teacher gave us worksheets, they had this really inky smell um, because it was one of those like presses where like the ink would press on the paper. It wasn't like a Xerox machine where it made mainly made like photographs of it. It was like this weird ink and I always loved the smell of it. Oh my God. And I'm just laughing to myself because I feel like so old. Uh, and we've just been talking about stuff like that. And he still has like, he kind of has good days and bad days, but I would say mostly good. He's in really good spirits. He was so happy after my last podcast because a ton of people reached out to him. He really appreciates that. We're just feeling very blessed right now with everything that's going on. So thanks everyone for your prayers and 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 checking in with us. Okay. So I want to give a like a bit of a recap. And this podcast will be about why am I so tired and what can I do about it? But I think once you hear about what's what I've done over the last few weeks, you'll understand why I'm so tired. But we all are, aren't we? We're just all very tired. So on July 9th, after I recorded my last podcast, I took my grandson Gray and my daughter Maggie to a Mercury game. It was super fun. I love women's basketball. And the Mercury is really fun. Just watching them play is really fun. We left a little early because um, Gray is two. But for the most part, he really was a good boy. He had pizza. He had pretzels. He watched the game. He was really into it. And my daughter got free tickets through the summer library reading program. I used to always do that with my daughter Maggie. And now she's taken it over. And I did it with my other girls too when they were little. 
Um, but my daughter Florencie does it with her son Gray, which makes me really happy. It's really cute. She got all sorts of stuff. Like she got a kid's meal at Rubio's. She got mercury tickets. She has a free book that she's picking up today. Just a ton of stuff that she's been getting on the summer reading program. And then also her and Gray are reading a lot of books. Over the last three weeks, I've had so much court and meetings. I look back over my schedule and every day was just jam-packed with court and meetings. This is also while I'm trying to get projects done. I've had like projects that I've been working on and what I've been doing to work on them is um, sometimes I'll go in really early in the morning and then go to an early cycling class. So I'll go in early, I'll work, I'll go to an early cycling class and then come back and do my meetings in court. Um, or I will go in early, do my meetings in court and then go home and work on these projects. It's been a lot of juggling. I, for my cycling, okay, so I have a membership where I get eight classes a month. And you think, oh my gosh, you must fly through those. But with my schedule, I always feel like I'm playing a game of Jenga, where I'm trying to get the class in. So I jump all over the cycle schedule. Sometimes I go on a weekend. Sometimes I will do early morning classes. I can't do the early, early morning classes anymore because Maggie's back in school, but I can do a 9.15 if my schedule allows. I've been going to the late classes. I've been going to the lunchtime classes. My favorite class is actually the lunchtime, lunchtime classes, but the cycle place, they would do a 30-minute lunchtime class, and so they stopped those, and they're back to the 45 minutes. I know it sounds like, who cares, 15 minutes, but it's so much easier to fit in a 30-minute class than it is a 45-minute class. So I probably won't be able to do the lunchtime classes as much, but we'll see. So I'm always, like, trying to get in these classes. It's the, my month begins on the ninth and on the, it's the sixth I still have one class left so I'll probably go tomorrow night and then my classes start over and it's just like crazy trying to get them in like it shouldn't be that big of a deal but it always ends up being difficult um, so the day after Sonny was born he was born on the 23rd I had a really big deposition on the 24th and it was such a hassle to get ready for it because my office complex repaved the parking lot and they um, closed down the office complex so I couldn't go into the office and go through the file. So I brought home the file. I had to go in early and copy the things I needed for the deposition and it all went great, actually. Um, I was supposed to have a hearing before the deposition. That got vacated. So it all worked out. Um, but it was just kind of stressful. So there was that day. And then I got away for a couple of days, um, actually before Sonny was born. From July 14th to the 18th, I went to LA for a bunch of stuff. I wanted to get out of town. I wanted to do like a second vacation with my daughter, Maggie. We went to Coronado at the end of June, and she was she started school July 31st, which is such a stupid day 
to start school. It's just so early. And it's still in July. Like, come on, you got to be kidding. At least wait till August. And I looked at her whole calendar for the year, and it's not like she has a giant fall break or an extra week at Christmas or anything like that. Basically, she gets off of school a few days earlier, and I'm really going to do my best to take her away again. Those For the last two years, we've done trips as soon as she's gotten out of school, and it's been really fun. It's before... Everyone is vacationing with their kids. It's um, There's not really any school groups out because it's the end of the school year, so they're kind of done with that. It just has been really, really fun. So if she's getting out an, like another couple of days early, I think it'll even be more fun. So I need to block that off my calendar. Another thing to remind myself. But I wanted to take her and do something else. And I wanted to take her before the baby was born. The baby's due date was July 27th. So I thought, well, if we went like the 14th to the 18th, we had probably had a pretty good chance of being around when the baby was born. And it all worked out great. I kept saying, I'm like, well, if he is born during that time, I'll just see him when I get back. Um, I'll FaceTime with you till then. So uh, we had a bunch of plans. We stayed at a hotel called the Chateau Marmont, which may be my favorite hotel in the world. It's old school Hollywood. It has such a history. Um, There's a book called Castle on Sunset, which is about the Chateau. Very easy, quick read. If you like anything old Hollywood, you'll really, really love it. It's um, great service. The accommodations are not very I don't know how to say it they're well they're not modern um and there's some really weird things about the hotel which are actually pretty charming so it's not a big resort it's very tiny there's only 64 rooms it has a small pool it has a small restaurant and bar and that's really it but the service is really good. Um, we They have this really weird coffee pot in the room. It's kind of an espresso machine. And luckily, my sister-in-law came with us, and she was able to help me figure it out because it is the, just the weirdest machine you've ever seen. I was um, able to get the staff to give me a little tour. There were some rooms that I really wanted to see. One was the penthouse. There's a penthouse on the sixth floor that has this panoramic balcony. And a lot of parties are thrown up there. And maybe someday I'll have a reason to either go to a party up there or throw a party up there. We'll see what happens. And then I wanted to see the bungalows. I saw a poolside bungalow which was basically a big house it was about 3,000 square feet was two stories it had three bedrooms it had a huge kitchen it was really nice it had this porch that was like I don't know like covered but not like enclosed it was like semi-enclosed And then we went to Bungalow 3, which is where John Belushi died. And that was all mid-century modern. That was just like a giant house that you would see in Palm Springs. I think it was probably about 2,500 square feet. And I think it was two bedrooms. It might have been three bedrooms. I think it had two bathrooms. 
very nice. And I guess a lot of people stay there. Like if they're recording an album, they'll stay there. Or if people are traveling with their kids, they'll get that one because it's a there's this fenced in beautiful yard. I thought it would feel like a little claustrophobic because there's actually like this green netting fence all around it, but it really felt open and nice because it had a big yard. It had a dedicated parking spot. But with those bungalows, I realized what you missed is the views. And the room I had this time, I did a two bedroom. Um I did a two bedroom because my sister-in-law and my daughter were traveling with me and my sister-in-law and daughter shared a room it had two twin beds in it and then I took the room with the queen bed and they have windows that open like really open and because it's been so hot in Arizona we threw open the windows and it was kind of hot when we were there but at night it cooled down the mornings were beautiful I sat out on the balcony it was great like I it was just wonderful. We loved it so much. I love being there. I can't wait to go back. They have an iPod that plays um, like custom um, custom playlists that the Chateau has come up with. And my favorite one is this one that has this mix of like 40s, 50s, 60s music. has like Etta James and Billie Holiday and John Lennon it it just uh Patsy Cline like I I just like sway and sing and just love it I love it love it love it it has a feeling like no other place I had read at one point that it was Anthony Bourdain's favorite hotel and Anthony Bourdain traveled everywhere and loved the chateau so much so I highly recommend it if if you can go there. It has a feel that's all itself. Um, like some people say it's haunted. It doesn't feel like a haunted hotel to me, but it definitely has an old school feeling that you'll love. Like the bathrooms are not the best accommodations, but um, they're they're fine like you know it's they're very old school bathrooms you get a full kitchen which really makes it nice for bringing in groceries I brought in what I've done when I've stayed there is I land I put in an instacart order and get what I want you know and instead of paying like mini bar prices I spend maybe a hundred bucks and I get waters and sodas and This time around, I got a loaf of bread with peanut butter and jelly and butter. So we did peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and toast and just really kept it economical when we were eating and then went out sometimes and like really, really had some good meals. I also used it for um, some of my, from some of my passion things that I like to do. So I had the guys from the film vault come up. We recorded an episode. We recorded some segments. Um, I also did an episode with Anderson for his Loaded for Bear documentary podcast. Um, What else? Oh, um, when my sister-in-law came, she actually showed up a day later. She cares for my husband's father, her father, my father-in-law. And um, she was having trouble getting a caregiver for that Friday. So she switched coming till Saturday. 
and my daughter and I flew out by ourselves on Friday and then it just had a really quiet night like went to bed early ordered in the Instacart didn't like get anything for dinner just you know ate the peanut butter and jelly and the snacks that I had and then Renee came the next day the next morning on Saturday I did something that I will forever remember I went to an acting class for the born to act players it is a group of developmentally disabled adults and it is run by a woman called Mary Uh, her name is Mary she has a son who is um, developmentally disabled and she runs this acting class and these young people come and they're adults and they're very funny and flirty and kind and caring like they came in and uh, I came in they've never seen me before they greeted me they welcomed me to the class I kept telling the the people in the class I'm like you guys know what to do you tell me what to do so they gave me guidance on what we were doing and I did all the activities with them which made it really fun too because I was there to observe mostly because of Anderson's documentary on the Born Dag players. But, and I wasn't really sure how much I would participate because I didn't have an idea of what it would be like. But because I felt so welcome, like if everyone went up on the stage and sat down and did an exercise, I went up and did it too. It's a really good class. If you want to donate, they have a website, the Born to Act players. Really worthwhile Um charity it the the students who go there you can see their confidence in doing these classes you can see how much joy they get out of it you can see how happy they are to be there they love the routine of it they love the surprises with it they know what they're doing it's it just was a delight I'd been sort of walking on air ever since um let me see We also, when I was there, we saw a couple movies. Um, We saw the new Mission Impossible. Sat with the weirdest audience. Like, the audience was delighted in a way that was almost manic. In the first scene where Tom Cruise pulls off his mask and reveals himself to be Tom Cruise, the audience burst out into applause and laughter. If you've ever seen a Mission Impossible movie, this happens like 10 times each movie. It was so funny. And I mean, people were like doubled over laughing. I mean, there were some funny parts, but it was like not a reason to go crazy. The theater we went to was called The Landmark, which is like basically across the street from the chateau and we ate at the pink taco beforehand which is right next to the chateau and has very good um very good happy hour menu like we ate for very inexpensively and I even had a margarita which was delicious my one of my favorite drinks used to not be but now I love a margarita so um we go to the landmark And we're super early because we were, my idea for this vacation was I really wanted to be relaxing. I didn't want to 
like do a theme park or we we were going to do a studio tour but it ended up not working out but I didn't want to be like this is what we're doing every day so we ended up at the theater super early and there was a movie playing called They Cloned Tyrone and at that time I hadn't heard of it so I said why don't we go in there and sit for half an hour and just check out this movie and then we'll go watch Mission Impossible well I ended up loving it and my daughter stayed and watched the rest of it it came out on Netflix a few days later because it's a Netflix movie this might be one of my favorite movies of the summer it's like a sci-fi comedy John Boyega's in it initially I didn't even recognize him because he was so different than like his Star Wars character and um Jamie Foxx is in it and I know he's been sick but I hear he's he's on his road to on the road to recovery has recovered so I'm glad to hear that but he was amazing in this movie like everything he said I was cracking up I just loved everything about this movie so that's a movie I highly recommend Mission Impossible was um very good like very good a little long uh it was a you know let's say like an, a 7.30 movie. So by the time we got back, it was 10.30, like after a full day of doing stuff. Um, we shopped at um, on Rodeo Drive. That was fun. We took an Uber to Rodeo Drive, and it was the jankiest Uber you've ever been in in your life. The panels were off the inside of the door, and my sister-in-law had like insulation like on her arm, it was hot, and he had the windows down and not the air conditioning going. Just, it was nuts. Like, like, why are you driving an Uber? He was a very nice guy, but it was not a good Uber experience. And then there was, like, a lot of traffic because it was a Sunday going up to Rodeo Drive. Anyways, we did have a good time on Rodeo Drive. And um, then afterwards, we took an Uber and we went and ate at the Ivy, which is supposedly where a lot of stars eat. We didn't see anybody, but and if, when we first got there, it was so crowded, like you couldn't even walk. And then when we sat down and started ordering, it like took us forever to order. And then everybody cleared out. And I had a, a pasta with shaved truffles on it, which actually was super delicious. Um one night that we were staying there we were kind of like what do we do and so we looked at movies and at the you at the Chinese theater on Hollywood Boulevard you can actually go see movies they like built onto it so it kind of goes into like this mall area but we went into uh, we saw the new insidious which I had actually already seen but my sister-in-law and my daughter hadn't seen it and I didn't mind seeing it twice and the theater was very uncrowded and it was crazy like we went into this it's humongous first of all there's only a couple theaters but the theater itself is humongous and so when I went to the bathroom and the bathrooms are not convenient (laughs) there's like one bathroom for the whole place so I had to take an elevator down, and then when I took the elevator down, I found, like, this VIP viewing area. So I think when there's the big premieres, that's where the movie stars go and watch the movie to be separated from the regular people at the premiere. And I just found myself up in it. I mean, They were playing um, 
gosh, what movie they were playing? I think they were playing Mission Impossible on the screen, and there was nobody in the theater. It was such a weird experience. It actually felt haunted, and and because we were seeing Insidious, it felt like a little scary. But it was a really fun experience. When we walked out, we were on Hollywood Boulevard, and I'll always say this. I hate Hollywood Boulevard. I think it's so gross, and... There's always these people trying to like sell you stuff and have you go on these tours and it's very commercial. Like there's, you know, gross um, souvenir shops. Like I just kind of hate it. And so I said, let's get an Uber like immediately. Like let's get out of here. And when we walked out, there was a guy who had his shoe off his foot and was talking into it like a phone. And that's kind of what you get with Hollywood Boulevard. So we hopped in an Uber and we went into this like Mercedes that was like, it looked like a spaceship. It just was awesome. And it had this great drive home from the movie. Um, on um, Monday, my niece came out. She lives in Palm Springs now. Like she's recently moved there. So I invited her out. And the only day she could come up with was Monday, which was the day I was recording with the film vault. So when she got there, her and my sister-in-law and my daughter went and, 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 and my niece's boyfriend, very, very nice guy, one of the family. Um, they went and sat by the pool. They had some sushi delivered. They had like a really nice time. And I recorded with the film vault. And then we went out to dinner at a place called Dantana's where I'd always wanted to go. It's an old school Italian place. When we first got there, they marched us to the back patio where it was like a thousand degrees. And I said, could we come inside? And the there was barely anyone in there eating. And the hostess was like, oh, well, you know, there's reservations, but they're not for like an hour and a half. So it'll be fine. And I said, I go, it won't take us an hour and a half to eat. And she goes, Oh, take your time. Like she goes, I'm not rushing you. Those people can wait. So it was just funny that they were going to have us sit out in the heat. And then we went and sat inside and it just was, it was great. You know, if it's too hot, like your ice is melting in your cups and it was really hot back there. Like the sun was shining on the patio and they put us in a seat where the sun was shining in our face. So we're instantly sweating. So we went inside and had a really good meal. Might have been my favorite meal of the trip. I had an eggplant parmesan, which was really good. They didn't serve it with pasta, which was weird because they had a chicken parmesan, which was served with pasta. But I just shared a little bit of the pasta with the people who had pasta at the table. It's just always like when you have eggplant parmesan, to have a couple of bites of pasta? It just makes it. All right. Um, so here was something different I did for my office. We were gone on Monday and Tuesday, left on Friday and gone through Tuesday afternoon. On Monday and Tuesday, my, my associate was on vacation and she's like, oh, you're going to be gone. Is it okay if I'm on vacation? I'm like, Yes, absolutely. We're not we're not canceling plans because of the office. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to close the office. I don't know if I've ever done this. I just closed the office. I put an email message that said the office was closed. 
I tried to go through emails once in a while. It was mostly on my phone and a lot of just cleaning up the junk so that when I did get to my emails, um, it would be easier. I probably got during those days from Friday to Tuesday around 1,500 emails. It took forever. Like when I finally got back to the office to answer them all, like it was insane. Like it was just insane. I had a bunch of messages on my phone and um, Tuesday night, we actually got back kind of early and Tuesday later I went to the office and grabbed the mail and um, there was a lot of mail for two days. Like it just was weird. I'm like, okay, this has only been two days, a Monday and a Tuesday. Why is this so crazy? So it, I worked Tuesday night and then all day Wednesday, I just basically was cleaning up emails and returning phone calls, but got through it. And um, I would be willing to do that again in the future to just close for a couple of days and then just take care of everything when I get back. So, um, you know, come back from my vacation. I feel great. Everything's wonderful. The baby's born on the weekend. And what happens to me on Tuesday, the 25th, I wake up and I feel like Monday, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. For lunch at the office, we actually got Taco Bell. I haven't had Taco Bell in years, but I thought, you know what? I want something kind of little, like I wasn't up for a big lunch. I said, give me a bean burrito and a cheese roll up. So I had Taco Bell, had dinner that night at home. Um, Wasn't really like, I just had like a couple bites of dinner. I wasn't feeling like sick or anything, maybe just kind of hot and not without an appetite. So I thought, so then I wake up on Tuesday and my schedule's pretty open, except that I was supposed to go to a meeting for the association at my office complex. And there hasn't been a meeting in forever. So I was going to go and just get the latest on the office complex. And then my brother and his family were coming over in the afternoon, just as kind of like, let's all get together sort of thing. So we um, had had that planned. I wake up the next morning and I'm like really nauseous and my stomach is killing me. So my first thought is it was the Taco Bell. But we had in my house, which of course has nine people living in it, we had like a stomach virus throughout like the month. So it started with the little boys, my grandsons. They had it like a month ago and they were throwing up like like a couple hours. Like they threw up a bunch and then they were fine. Like kids just bounce back from that. And then my daughter had it, the one who was pregnant, but we thought it she was in labor because you can throw up when you're in labor. But then a couple of days later, so she threw up and then the next day she felt crappy and then she felt fine. So we're like, okay. Then my daughter Lily got it. And then, you know, some time went by a few days. My daughter Lily had it on her birthday. And then a few days went by and my son-in-law Chris had it. So no one would have it for days and then it would pop up. And I thought it skipped me. And then on the 25th, here it is. And I told my office, I go, I'm going to be in a little bit later. Like my stomach's upset. I ordered some uh, Pepto-Bismol through Instacart. I took it. It didn't help at all. 
and sorry to be gross, but I threw up the whole day and just felt terrible. And at first I was like, oh, I can work at home. I started doing emails and then just felt so sick. Like literally all I could do was lay there. I couldn't read. I would put on um, Sex in the City and just close my eyes and try to sleep. And then the next day I wasn't throwing up anymore, but I just felt sick to my stomach. Plus I had a headache from not having caffeine. I'm so addicted to caffeine. So when I didn't have it, I had a headache. And the next day I felt like no appetite. Like everything sounded gross. I didn't want anything. I think I had like maybe a piece of toast and like was sipping on 7-Up, sipping on water. I actually took like five sips of coffee to try to help with my headache um, to get a little caffeine with me. So there was that day I just felt awful. And then I I had meetings at the office. So the 25th, thankfully, I had something I could skip. But the 26th and the 27th, I had a ton of meetings. And so on the 26th, I told everybody who was coming in, here's what happened to me. If you don't want to come in, I may be contagious. I don't know. You know, it went through my house. No one canceled. Everyone came in, which I thought was odd (laughs) a little bit. But I guess they had stuff that they wanted to talk about. So I really was dragging. And I um, was like just kind of sitting there with my chin on my hand and, um, you know, listening. And it was all fine. And I was able to work. But it just didn't feel great. Then the next day, I did really have like a really, really bad coffee headache. Like it was just terrible but now I had like a bit of an appetite so I was able to drink a cup of coffee and and sort of like get back into like getting stuff in my system again um so it was like several days of not feeling great I didn't hold the baby the whole time because of that my husband may have gotten sick he felt terrible the day after I felt terrible and um he slept for like a huge chunk of time and then when he woke up he felt much better just drained and um, he wasn't throwing up or anything like I was we both got IVs um, a couple days later and that IV honestly was the best thing I could have done I got fluids I got vitamins it perked me up instantly so um, I highly recommend getting those IVs through, you know, somebody who knows what they're doing. I go to a place called Restore. My husband had a mobile IV come, which seemed, um, seemed pretty good. You know, he, he liked it, but I actually go to a place. I'll usually do the IV, like right before I take a trip, I'll do like the immunity IV. And, um, it, I feel like it's really helped me. But this time around, whatever it is that I had going on, I had just had no immunity for it, and it really caught me off guard. Okay, um, so then we're, the weekend of the 29th, I bought tickets for my grandsons for this Jurassic World live show, and it's these dinosaurs come out on a stage, and then there's like a... a I don't, I don't know if I can call it a play. Like there's live actors and there's a, a script and a story. And um, my daughter Lily and her husband came. And so we went to the um, 
Sun Stadium. And the Sun Stadium was probably, they sell tickets for about a third of it. So it's like the lower bowl, like maybe like a little bit more than half. And then no skyboxes and no upper deck. So it's a it's a smaller audience than the um um than like a Suns game. And when we drove there, like the Arizona has this stupid thing where they will close down big slices of freeway during the weekend. Not bring it down to one lane, completely close it. So we had to detour to get there, which took forever. So basically, like when we put our butts in our in the seats, that's when it started. So um, Lily went and grabbed snacks um, and and drinks for us once we got there. And the show was, um, I don't know, here's how I describe it. It was kind of lame. If it was a smaller dinosaur, it was a person in a costume and you can see their legs. If it was a bigger dinosaur, it came out on wheels in a track. And the story was um, lame. I think the acting was like a track. And the actors were just kind of like waving their arms and moving their mouths to the to the track. But my grandsons were enthralled. I felt like I got shot with a tranquilizer dart. And they were clapping and talking about it they talked about it on the way home they took a bath together later they talked about it they had such a good time so that made it all worth it but oh my was it boring for adults you know it was crazy there was four adults in front of us who came without kids and all I could think was why are you here but they they certainly were Okay, so that was Saturday. And then on Sunday, I um, prepared for my husband his birthday lasagna. His birthday was Monday the 31st, but I had like some meetings that were kind of later. And I thought, okay, I'm going to make this lasagna on Sunday night. And he plays pool on Sunday night. So I'm like, I'm going to make it before he goes. So I made him a lasagna. I make, I do the same thing for his birthday every year. I give him the same present every year. I make him a lasagna and I leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> That's the joke. I actually picked it up from a comedian in one of a, a stand-up where he said that's what he wanted for his birthday. So I do that for my husband's birthday every, every year. He doesn't want to party. He doesn't want to go out to eat. Like he doesn't want any of that sort of thing, but he does love the lasagna and he does love to be left alone. So I made him the lasagna. He ate it. That evening, he plays a pool tournament on Sunday night and I went to it for about an hour and a half and watched him play pool and it was nice. Like, you know, in between his pool games, we sat and talked and it was fun. Okay. Um... I don't even know if you can hear this, but there's like children yelling and screaming downstairs. That's how my life is. Okay, so um, a Sunday is his, um, or Sunday we celebrate his birthday. Monday I have meetings. And then on August 1st, I took my grandson and my daughter, I drove them to Phoenix Children's Hospital for a circumcision for him 
it's not so easy to get a circumcision anymore. Basically, her pediatrician's office didn't do it anymore, which she had done with her first son. So we had to make a special appointment at Phoenix Children's. So we drive there. And she said she was so glad that I drove there because it just would have been her and the baby. and, And she said that would have been difficult for her. I was especially glad that I went because it was, um, it was like a kind of a crazy wait. So what happened was we drive there and well, first of all, my daughter had told me it was earlier in the morning and I said, no problem. I can take you. And she had told me how long it was before, like the first baby's circumcision it was like half an hour I'm like no problem I'll come back I'll do my afternoon meetings I had three meetings scheduled so I called my um office and I said okay I'm gonna not come in in the morning and then be there for the afternoon well then as I asked my daughter I'm like are you ready to go and she's like no it's not till 12 45 I'm like oh my gosh you told me earlier so I said this is what I'm gonna do I said I'm gonna go to the office now I'm gonna see if I can move everything I had a week where like my appointments were all over the place like I had something scheduled on Tuesday and then the person came in on Monday. It was my fault because I apparently said, will you come in Monday, August 1st? So he took that as Monday, July 31st. I took it as Tuesday, August 1st, but I said Monday, August 1st. I got him in and and took care of it on Monday. So I already had one of my Tuesday appointments taken care of. So then I had two more. I called both of the people and I said, could you either come in right now or let's bump the appointment two hours or let's bump until next week. One person elected to come in right away. So that was good. Now I'm down to one. And then that person called and said, you know what would be great if I could actually come in next week? I just got back from out of town. And if I could have an, you know, another week to kind of get my thoughts together, that would be great. I said, that's actually perfect. I'll see you next week. And it worked out great because when we I I figured I would be back by like 3 or 3.30. And I did have, I had one more thing, which was a telephone call. And I'm like, either one, I'll be home by then, or two, if I'm not, I can just do it from from the road because it's just a phone call. So um, we go to the office for this, and all these people are being ushered in. Like the, the waiting room is full. Everyone's ushered in. And we're just sitting there, you know, with this with this baby. But luckily, he's, you know, relatively newborn, so he sleeps a lot. But, you know, at, at one point, he needed a diaper change. And she had to – we had to wait till we could get into a place with the, where she could change a diaper. So we finally get back there, and they come back, and they tell us, we really screwed up. We took everyone before you. We're going to make it right. We're talking to the staff about it. Nothing was done to make it right. (laughs) When we actually left, it was a ghost town in the place because we had waited so long. Like literally everyone went in and out. But I guess they talked to their staff. They're supposedly going to figure it out to the future, which doesn't help us because we will never be back there again. 
we don't have a reason to. And it's not like I'm taking a stand against them. So while we were there, we're waiting and um, my my daughter's hungry. I'm pretty hungry, but like she's starving by then. And I said, you know what? We are really close to this vegan taco place. It's called Veganos Tacos, I think. I think it's as easy as that. It's on Indian School. We were on Thomas. I said, let me run over there and get um, some two to-go orders. And we can just eat here or in the car or whatever. Because she had to wait. And I wasn't really needed. So we go. I go and I run and do that. And... Um, before I, I went, I did my phone call with the client and it was a little difficult. Like the doctor came in and she was talking and my daughter's like, just ignore my mom in the corner, like, you know, doing her call. And, and then I got the client off the phone. They take the baby to go do the surgery. I tell my daughter I'll run and get tacos. So I, I run over there. I get two to-go orders now, by then, I'm starving. And if you ever want to not be stuck at red lights, because the the distance was only two miles, but there probably was, I don't know, 15 lights. Like, it was a ton of lights. So on the way home, or on the way back to the hotel, I'm like, oh, I can start eating a taco because there's all these lights. So I kind of have the thing open. And every time I stop at a light, I like pull out the taco, the light turns green or the light is green. And I'm like, well, that's the trick. If you are wanting to eat something and and you are driving, you will never stop at a red light. Otherwise, you spend your whole life sitting at a red light. So we, I get back to the hotel. Hotel. I wish the hotel. Get back to the hospital. And then I just eat in the car. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to eat in the car before I go back in. I bring in my daughter's meal. She says, they're like just finishing up. She goes, I'll actually just eat in the car on the way, on the way back to the house. And I'm like, great, we'll be in traffic. You know, you'll have time. So, um, and I was driving anyways. So we finally get out of there. And uh, she eats in the car. We get home. It's like, by the time we get home, it's like 5.30. It took all afternoon. If I would have had afternoon appointments, I wouldn't have made them. It just was, it was something else. It just was really sort of an all-day thing. Um, and then I, okay, so that was the first. On the third, I had the schedule that was insane. And I don't know why this happens, but I can have like a week where I might not have any court. And then everything gets scheduled on one day. So on August 3rd, I had three meetings. I had a morning one. I had two afternoon ones that were potentially overlapping. And one of the afternoon ones were in person in Mesa, which is about a two and a half hour round trip about two and a half hour round trip. So I am like, how am I going to do this day? And I actually had like some phone calls that I had to do that were scheduled like super early. Like the day was like just an S storm. It was awful. So um, on the day before the Mesa hearing got pushed to October, I was sad for my client. He was really wanting it to be done with. But um, the court decided to extend it, and it made my day so much easier, even though it still was 
crazy. I actually, there was someone who had been wanting to come in to see me that I had scheduled for the week after. And I called him and I had said, you know, if you really want to come in, I can fit you in now between these two hearings because I don't have to drive to Mesa. So he ran in. So I actually added on another thing. Like it was this crazy whirlwind day of doing things. But thankfully, I was able to not have that in-person meeting because then I could really kind of get everything in and not have to do stuff on the side of the road. That's been a that's been a challenge since COVID is that, and I don't even know why. I mean, I was always busy with court and maybe I did do a lot of motions to continue, but lately it feels like with the combination of in-person hearings and virtual hearings, I'm all over the place. Um, You know, it's like, I'm driving to a hearing, but I have to do another hearing on the phone, or I have to do a hearing at the court while I'm in person for another hearing. It's just been a lot of overlap. Um, So on Saturday, so now it's the weekend, yay, I've been trying to do this podcast. I was going to do it last week so I could have a two-week gap, but I just couldn't get to it. And this weekend, I actually had a weekend where it was a little bit more quiet. I The whole weekend <laughs> is what I thought would be quiet wasn't really as quiet. But, um, you know, Saturday I got up early and I actually had a couple hours to myself where I sat outside and I had coffee and I was reading. Like, so my weekend started out great. And then for the whole weekend I felt like I was running a commercial kitchen. I went and got a facial, um, which was nice too. And... Um, the person, my esthetician, takes really good care of me. And she really made sure that I was relaxed because I was just telling her about everything that was going on. So that was actually a really great thing to do. So um, on um, Saturday morning, I baked some um, strawberry rhubarb tarts. I got an order from this company and you know what? I can't think of the name of it. It's like wild grain or wild bread. They've been advertising a bunch on Facebook. So I ordered a box of stuff and it's been really good. I did croissants on Friday. I did the tarts on Saturday. I think I will order again, but I stopped the subscription because the the order that I got, it, it just is so hot out that the ice was all melted onto the boxes and like the boxes were sticking to some of the products. And I thought, you know what, let me just get through this stuff and then maybe I'll order another box at that time. So um, then my sister-in-law called me and her daughter is in town. They were going to a concert and they, and they wanted to come see the baby her daughter hadn't seen the baby yet. And I said, sure, come over. And my sister-in-law says, should we eat or should we eat at your house? I go, you know what? I'll cook. So I put in a loaf of that bread. I got this really good frozen pizza from Costco. I went to Costco on Friday night and it was like a mushroom truffle. Like that turned out delicious. And then I had pasta from this subscription place. It was like the, you know, the frozen one that cooks really quickly. So I cooked the noodles and I had a craving for cacio e pepe. 
a lot of times I'll get this at a restaurant and they don't do it right. They make it too peppery. And it's probably one of my favorite things. I love like an Italian peasant food pasta, like a carbonara I love. Um, I do love a red sauce. You know, Alfredo is probably my least favorite because that to me is more... I don't know. It's just not as Italian. It's more like a macaroni and cheese. Um, but a cacio a pepe is a really satisfying dish if it's done right. And I thought, I bet I could make this. So I looked at a bunch of recipes and I thought, I'm going to basically eyeball it on the pepper. Like I don't want it to be too peppery. So whatever it says for the recipe I'm not going to do that. I'm going to taste it till it feels good. So I took the um, pasta. And here's the, the only thing for the sauce. It's butter. It's water from the cooked pasta. And it's Parmesan. And I used a vegan Parmesan. It was so stinking delicious. This was so good. And I put just the perfect amount of pepper in there. And then we did, I did a a loaf of sourdough bread. I made a homemade hummus, which I love to do now. My whole life I was like, oh no, it's, you can just buy a hummus. It's too, it's too much of a hassle to make a hummus. Um, The store-bought is so good. And my daughter made it one time and I'm like, you know what, this is really good. And I'll, and honestly, all I do is just eyeball it. I take um, the garbanzo beans and or the chickpeas you know it's the same thing I throw in olive oil I blend it I put in tahini you need the tahini um, some water to make it not so dry let me think what else I'll put in crushed garlic you can kind of do whatever you want at some point I'm going to put some black beans in there and make it like a little bit more like uh, like a Mexican hummus, but this time I just did very Italian. I had some pre-made pesto, so I ground the hummus. Oh, I put pesto in it, and then once I ground it and put it in the bowl, I coated it like the middle with pesto and put a bunch of garlic in the middle, and everybody was raving about it, so there was that. And then um, between the pasta and the bread and... Oh, what's the third thing? And the pizza. It was the ultimate comfort food, like so delicious. I loved it. Everybody loved it too. So like what a, like a fun, great meal. So I cooked that. And then on Saturday night, the other grandma for my two grandsons called us and was like, the fridge broke at the commercial kitchen that the father of the baby um, works at and there's all this food that I'm driving around with that I'm trying to give away. So she comes over and says, bags of lettuce, bags of spinach, peppers, strawberries, green beans, like all this stuff. So I just start bagging it up. Like it is huge commercial sizes. So I start bagging it up. I contact my niece. I send a bag home with my brother. I put together a bag for my mom like I put together all this stuff and then I start driving around Uh, you know I'd like do this big loop and deliver everything 
Then I come home. It's like nine o'clock and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to make fajitas. And, um, I just, I found the easiest way to make fajitas. I used to kind of grill everything on a grill pan sort of separately. Now I just make a giant stir fry with all the fajita ingredients, like peppers, onions, whatever I have. I did mushrooms. I did spinach. Um, I feel like there was more, but I can't think of it. And then so I just put it all in a wok together, cook it all, put a little seasoning on it, and um, then do tortillas with um, avocado or guacamole, sour cream, salsa. Oh, I'll put tomatoes also in the fajita mix and just have like lovely fajitas. So by the time I went to bed, I was wiped out. I was just cooking like crazy. And then this morning I got up because now I have all this food. I made a huge breakfast. I did a tofu scramble with a bunch of the vegetables, we have a huge amount of broccoli. I put broccoli in it. I put peppers in it. Not usually what I put in a tofu scramble, but it actually was really delicious. Kind of my idea with a tofu scramble is you can literally put like whatever vegetables you want in it. I think I've done squash before. Um, just sort of like a, a garbage scramble, like whatever you have, throw it in there. Mushrooms are always great. Like mushrooms and spinach, I think are kind of the base of the vegetables, but you can really add whatever else you want in there. And it is delicious. And that's it. This is why I'm so tired. So I want to talk about why I'm so tired and like some tips. Um, so here's how I've been feeling. Here's like my, my routine. I generally get a good night's sleep. Um, pretty much always get at least eight hours a lot of times nine my body I have found needs between eight and nine I'm not sick anymore I was sick that made me exhausted I slept like crazy I'm not sick anymore I won't eat like a giant breakfast because I find like it weighs me down or just like makes me tired but I'll have coffee in the morning and if I do make breakfast I will have um maybe I'll have like a biscotti and like a couple bites of tofu scramble or just some fruit is another good one for me um I exercise I do the cardio with the cycling I have not been doing my walking it is too hot I cannot wait to get out there and start taking walks again um so I do the cycling, which also has like weight components as well. Why am I so tired? Why am I so tired? I wake up, I get up, I start getting ready. I feel like I could lay down and go back to bed for the whole day. So I tried to find some reasons for it. One is just being a tiny bit dehydrated. I try to drink water as much as possible. I notice that at the office, I'm working all day. It's the end of the day. I haven't had a sip of water. I have water on my desk, so that's not even it. But that is something that I know makes me feel a ton better is if I have a significant, a sufficient amount of water. After I was sick, I could feel that my brain hurt 
it felt like it was a dried walnut. Like I just felt extremely exhausted. So the um, water is a big thing. Another thing is eating too much sugar. It's very easy for me to like take a sliver of coffee cake in the morning. And I think that I need to avoid that. I think what happens is I'll have like a couple bites of coffee cake, I'll feel great, and then I crash. So I definitely have to watch my sugar um, limits. Um, Vitamins. So I know that I don't probably get enough vitamins. I'm not, you know what? I'm not even sure (laughs) because I eat tons of vegetables. Um, I do the vitamin IVs like twice a month and I take um, vitamins during the day. Sorry. Um, People are trying to reach me now. Okay, let me try to get this done. So the dehydration and the vitamins, like, I don't know. But definitely I try to eat like a rainbow of vegetables. You know, um, I notice that I feel better when I have like bell peppers, all different colors, the different fruits, um, some nuts. All of that makes me feel better. So... This may be why I'm so tired. Oh, also, why am I so tired? I am, why are we all so tired? I am stressed the F out. I feel like I'm running a commercial kitchen. Um, There is always like cleaning to do. I felt peppier on Sunday than I, or I'm sorry, Saturday morning than I had in a long time because I didn't have a work project that I needed to do. I actually was getting up and I like dusted this chandelier that I looked up and it was just so dusty. Um, I vacuumed the chairs that had all this cat hair on it. I don't own cats. People in my house own cats. I get stuck with the cleaning. So I felt like this like rush of energy of like getting things done. I like straightened up. It just really felt good. But why did I feel this rush of energy? I wasn't stressed. So here are some reasons why you may be tired. If you have some tips on not being tired and you want to email me or text me, um, put a message in Facebook, whatever, let me know because I'm really, really struggling with it. Um, I want to talk about a couple movies. I've talked about some of them in the um, podcast. I've had the luck of seeing some movies because it's just too hot to do anything else. Saw the Barbie movie. Loved it. I went dressed as a Barbie. Pink dress, pink shoes, pink purse. It was very cute, I thought. (laughs) The movie was very cute. I can't wait to see it again. I feel like there was a ton of stuff I missed. I saw the new Indiana Jones movie. It was very good, but there was also kind of a lot going on in my life. Like my brother was there and he left early because he didn't feel well. My daughter wasn't there because she was in the hospital in labor And so we were waiting to hear from her. So it was kind of like any moment. We actually walked out of the movie and got a picture of the baby and headed straight to the hospital. 
Um, the Indiana Jones movie, in the beginning, they de-age him. It was the best de-aging that I've ever seen. It was really good. Um, I talked about They Clone Tyrone. It's on Netflix. Like, see that one. It's good. Mission Impossible was good. I saw Oppenheimer this week. I really liked it. It's really good. It's sort of like if... It was Christopher Nolan, but it reminded me of a Scorsese movie where it's the three hours. There's always something interesting happening. I saw it in a way that made it much more tolerable. There's a new theater that's nearby that has dinner. So I went with my sister-in-law. We had dinner. I had a giant salad so I wouldn't feel disgusting. Halfway through the movie, we had popcorn. And a half an hour before the movie ended, I ordered dessert. It was great. It was perfect. You know, it helped you from not feeling bored during the movie. And um, you weren't, like, hungry for dinner. You weren't overfull with popcorn. Like, you weren't eating a bunch of junk. It was great. I highly recommend it, especially for a long movie. And it was a really good movie. And then over the weekend, I saw this horror movie that I've been wanting to see called Talk to Me. It's an Australian horror movie. There were scenes where my skin was tingling, which I, like, love in a horror movie. And... um it was short. <laughs> it was really good. I really liked it. It had a super fun ending. Um, like a really, I don't know what to say it. I, I, I don't even know if I'd call it a twist, but a fun ending. I am hoarse, so sorry about the voice. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Patreon. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, which I guess isn't Twitter anymore, X. You can find me on Facebook, my office Facebook and my personal way, my personal Facebook and my website, bremerlaw.com. I hope to be back in two weeks and not let so much time go by so I don't uh, do a super long podcast. But thank you for listening. I really appreciate the comments and I will talk to you soon. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you Slow down, they don't love you like I love you Back up, they don't love you like I love you Step down, they don't love you like I love you